Welcome to Anchor Daily, where we daily engage in God's Word and prayer, reminding each other of the only anchor that truly holds. Hey, Bethel family. My name is Kelly Hansen, and I'm on the creative team here at Bethel. Today, we're looking at 1 Corinthians 4, which encompasses Paul's ministry, as well as topics like stewardship, pride, and the mystery of the gospel. Let's jump in. So Paul opens his letter by setting the record straight. The Corinthians were known to look down on Paul and not respect the authority he had in their life as their teacher. They saw Paul's humility as weakness, and they were quite proud of their own interpretation of what spirituality should look like. Before Paul dives into his letter, he first reminds them that what they think of him as a person and teacher matters far less than attributes of a strong spiritual guide, such as reliability and accuracy. In fact, what matters even more than that is what the master or Jesus thinks of him as a steward of the mysteries of God. Now, I'm a reader. I read about 75 books a year, and out of all those books, my favorite genre is mystery. So, when Paul talks about the mysteries of God, my interest peaks. Paul's ministry focus is on this mystery, and he wants the Corinthians to be stewards and servants of these mysteries as well. So, what are they? What is stewardship and servanthood, and how can we, similar to the hard-hearted and judgmental Corinthians, become stewards like Paul? Let's find out. The mysteries of God are plentiful. There's the mystery of the kingdom of God in Mark 4, the mystery of the church in Ephesians 3, and the mystery of godliness in 1 Timothy 3, just to name a few. But the ultimate mystery, the mystery of all mysteries that connects them together, well, that's the mystery of the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, the good news, salvation, that thing we're always talking about in church. I think you get the point. This mystery and the calling of stewardship on Paul's life and on ours is a weighty one. That's why it's important to not get involved in the comparison game or be stuck in our prideful ways, quick to turn on our spiritual leaders and weaken our witness, much like those in Corinth had. So what does a steward or servant look like? Generally, we think of a steward as someone who looks over something. In the context of the scripture, the Corinthians would understand that a steward was essentially a household gatekeeper. He would feed the family, ensure their livelihood, manage familial funds, pay bills and wages, and more. In the sphere of ministry, being a steward of the gospel is to preserve, protect, and share the word of God, to steward his church well. In verse 1, Paul doesn't use the New Testament form of servant, doulos, that means slave. Instead, he uses the word, and I'm pronouncing this phonetically, so give me some grace, huperites, which means under rower. On large ships, there are two levels of rowers, and the under rowers, while a more lowly crew member, are also very important. I like how British British evangelist G. Campbell Morgan describes them. He says, An under-rower acts under direction, asks no questions. He's one who does the thing he is appointed to do without hesitation and who only reports to the one who is over him. 
sounds like under rowers would make really good disciples. And that's what Paul's getting at. So we have this mystery of the gospel and we understand what servanthood and stewardship of said mystery means contextually. But what about application? Throughout the chapter, Paul lovingly admonishes the Corinthians in their judgment of him and apostleship as a whole. Paul isn't doing this because his feelings are hurt. Instead, Paul wants the Corinthians to be good stewards and servants of the Lord. He's saddened by their hard-heartedness, pride, and propensity towards comparison as their father in Jesus Christ through the gospel. It's his job to not only teach them the mysteries and how to be stewards, but to also call them out when they're getting in their own way. Can I let you in on a little secret? We can be that way too. I know that I've been. This season of COVID and quarantine and elections and, 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 well, it's really put my own pride and comparison on display at times. But Paul offers three great great questions in verse six that you and I and the Corinthians can reflect on in those moments. David Gusick actually breaks them down like this. Number one, do I truly give God the credit for my salvation? Number two, do I live with the spirit of humble gratitude? And finally, number three, seeing that I have received from God, what can I give to Him? This week, may we humbly consider those questions asking the Spirit to soften our hearts as we pursue our calling as servants of Christ and stewards of the mystery of God. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this time today to learn more about you. Thank you for salvation. Thank you for the mysteries of God and for teachers like Paul who keep us on track. I ask that this week you would impress upon us servanthood and stewardship of the gospel. As we go about our week, may we reflect upon our salvation, live in a spirit of humble gratitude, and be stirred into action as a result. In your name, Jesus, amen. In the words of Angie Hufford, boom. Thanks for joining us today. Listen in tomorrow as we continue to encourage one another to be anchored, steadfast, and secure in Jesus. If you haven't already subscribed, please do so because we'd love to continue to dive into God's Word with you. We'd also like the chance to connect further with you. If you go to Bethel.ch, you'll see all sorts of ways to connect, serve, and worship with our church body. Finally, please consider sharing this podcast with your friends by word of mouth or on social media. Have a blessed rest of your day.